Thank you, uh, members. The sitting is now resumed. Um, before we start the urgent oral question, members will be aware that there is a general expectation that ministers will make themselves available to the Assembly on plenary days. I appreciate that more than most, the Minister for Health has a very busy portfolio and he does attend the Chamber regularly uh, and makes himself available to members for scrutiny. It's disappointing that the Minister was unable to attend at an earlier time today um, before the need to suspend the Assembly for more than an hour. However, I think we should move on. Mr Philip McGuigan has given notice of an urgent oral question to the Minister for Health. I would remind members that if they wish to ask a supplementary question, if they could please rise continually, continually in their place so that I could take a note and add them to the list. The member who tabled the question will be automatically called to ask a supplementary. And I now ask the clerk to please read the question. To ask the Minister of Health for an update on the review of radiology reports involving 9,091 patients in the Northern Health and Social Care Trust. Minister for Health, Mr Swan. Um, thank you very much, Mr Principal Deputy Speaker. And first of all, can I thank you uh, for the indulgence in recalling the House and apologise uh, for the situation that I find myself in today. And I think you have indicated that I do make myself available to this House on quite a regular occurrence. In regards to, to the answer, as members will be aware, the Northern Trust has written to over 9,000 patients to inform them that a review is underway regarding the work of a locum consultant radiologist who was involved in their care whilst working for the Trust between July 2019 and February 2020. The review period will be for the 21st of June to the 29th of October 2021. Letters were issued by First Class Post yesterday, uh, 20th of June and a patient advice line and website portal went live on the same day. The Trust is working through the review on a clinical priority basis, uh, that is looking at the highest risk categories first, in order to identify any potential for misdiagnosis. As part of the review, it may therefore be necessary to recall some patients for clinical assessment. However, at this stage, it is too early to say how many of these patients may need to be recalled. The background of this list is that my department was notified by the Northern Trust on the 29th of April 2021 that the General Medical Council had sought information about the consultant's work, prompting the Trust to review a random sample of 30 CT reports generated by the local consult consultant radiologist during her tenure with the Trust. The outcome of the review was such that a wider review of the consultant's work was deemed necessary in the interests of patient safety as 22 of the 30 reports were deemed to be satisfactory, eight were deemed to be unsatisfactory, with two of the eight reports graded as grade one or a serious error. These will now be subject to a serious adverse incident review. Mr Philip McQuiggan. Graham Elgood, last can call you. I myself am disappointed, uh, Minister, that I've had to wait to six o'clock uh, to ask this question. Indeed, I could maybe go further and say, given the seriousness of this issue, that perhaps the Minister of his own volition should have come to the House uh, and made a statement on this very serious issue to MLAs, but beyond MLAs, to the wider public without having had to be asked. I mean, like other MLAs, I, I presume uh, I have been contacted by uh, constituents today who have received this letter. Uh, in one conversation, with a lady in particular, in her own words, she said it was a massive shock, especially, especially as she 
said the wording of the letter was uh, very vague, uh, and she had to read it a couple of times to actually comprehend uh, what it contained, given her shock. So, Minister, this isn't the first review. I mean, the Department have seen quite a number of reviews and recalls in the last few years. Uh, and given my comments about the vagueness of this letter, can I maybe ask the Minister what lessons the Department will learn from this uh, and from previous reviews in terms of how it communicates with patients in instances like this and indeed how it supports patients uh, in instances like this? Um, and I thank the member, and I addressed my, my apologies earlier in regards to, to where, where I was today. Uh, Mr. Principal Deputy Speaker, it goes without saying that incidents of this nature are of the gravest concern to me as Health Minister. However, I want to assure members of the public that correct and appropriate steps are being taken by the Trust to quickly and thoroughly identify any potential for harm to these patients and to take any follow-up action as may be necessary. It is not possible to provide further detail without speculating. However, I am happy to provide further updates to this House as we learn more. In the meantime, I am assured that this exercise will be conducted with the utmost care and attention to these patients' needs, including the provision of advice and psychological support as required. And as the member will be aware, there was communication issued as well from the Northern Trust uh, this morning to all elected representatives uh, who cover that area in regards to an email address and also a telephone number which will be directly uh, linked to this recall and that was indicated in the letter that was supplied to those patients of the concern in regards to the recall as well. Mr Trevor Clark. Uh, thank you very much uh, Mr Principal Deputy Speaker and uh, unlike others I am not particularly perturbed about your, uh, your absence earlier today but I am glad you are here now. Um, and I am thankful Minister that there is systems in place to catch on incidents like these. I think it would have been a much worse place if this hadn't have come to light and there would be no system in place by your department to find out these errors. That said, there's over 9,000 people, as we've talked about already today, in relation to getting those letters, whether they be vague or otherwise. But what assurance is given that some of this is dated back to 2019, that whatever piece of work is carried out will be carried out in a fairly timely manner to take away the concerns for some of those? Because given some of the media reports today, whilst there may be a small number, whilst that number may be small now, there's still 9,000 people who are very anxious tonight. So what assurance can, assurances can you give those who receive these letters that whatever reviews has to be done, it will be carried out in a timely manner and those people who require additional treatment because of those errors will be expedited given the passage of time that's already passed? Um, and I thank the member for his comments. And again, it is unfortunate that these incidents um, are uh, and do happen. But I thank, uh, and I thank the member for indicating that when an incident like this does come to light, there are the appropriate measures in place, should that be for, for look-back reviews or call-backs in regards to, to how each incident is, is graded as well. And as I said in my, my initial statement to the member in regards to the prioritisation uh, of those members or those uh, patients who have received the letters of the 9,000. The Trust itself is working through the review of a clinical priority basis uh, and is actually looking at the highest risk categories first in order to identify any potential misdiagnosis so that those patients are called back for, first. And as part of that review, it may be therefore necessary to call some patients for clinical and further clinical assessments and upgrades. However, as I did say, it's too early to, to say how many of the patients may need to be physically recalled, but that work is ongoing. It already has started within the trust, but if there is any patients who receive one of those letters that do uh, require additional supports or inputs, the telephone number is there, but also the email contact is there as well. 
Members, um, the rules governing questions for urgent oral answer are set out in Standing Order 20B. And while there is no time limit prescribed in the Standing Orders, it's convention in this House that an urgent oral question will result in half an hour. I have more people than time left, I think. So if I could ask people to be very focused um, in their questions. Ms Cara Hunter. Thank you, Mr. Principal Deputy Speaker, and I'd like to thank the Minister for making himself available on what is an extremely urgent manner. Um, I too, like many other MLAs, have been contacted by many constituents uh, who have yet to receive a letter but are afraid that they will do so. Uh, my question is, we've become aware today um, that the radiologist in question here continues to work within the UK, and I'm just curious if you've had any conversations with the Northern Trust uh, surrounding this. It's very concerning that they believe 7% um, uh, Will have, may have suffered from a delayed diagnosis, so I'm just really curious as to what conversations you've had on the continuation of uh, this radiologist working in the UK. Um, and I thank the member for that point in regards to the radiologist is no longer working for the Northern Trust or, or within Northern Ireland. Uh, as I said also in my, my earlier indications, this uh, incident and the concern was actually highlighted to my department uh, via the Northern Trust to the General Medical Council had sought information about the consultant's work, so there was concern raised uh, through the appropriate uh, regulation body that actually brought it to the Northern Trust in the first instance. Dr Steve Aiken. Uh, thank you very much indeed, and may I thank the Minister indeed for coming here and urgently dealing with this question. I think the question we have before us is, I must make a declaration of interest, because of course I have been seen by a radiologist uh, within the Antrimaria Hospital within the last uh, couple of months. One of the things I would say, could the Minister ask uh, could he indicate how quickly the serious incident review is likely to report, and when it does, can, how quickly we will be able to make the response to that? Um, and I thank the member for his point. The serious adverse incident uh, investigation will start, and it will be chaired and conducted actually through uh, the trust's uh, advised line. The trust advised that the, the SAA has been declared to review the individual circumstances of two patients with a grade one error. Um, finding an example and also the outcome of the radiology look back on the really radiology activity undertaken by the local uh, radiologist um, in practice who was in practice and working across a number of hospitals in the Northern Trust site. So the Chief Executive of the Northern Trust will commence that work as, as soon as possible. Ms. Paula Bradshaw. Thank you, Principal Deputy Speaker. Minister, you'll recall that when the neuro neurology recall process took place, um, the Belfast Trust was 20 neurology consultants down, and I heard the Dr. O'Brien, I think, was on the radio this morning, saying that that trust is seven or eight neurology consultants down. Um, the neurology recall put so much pressure on the existing service. What extra measures, extra resources, are you putting into the Northern Trust to make sure that the system doesn't collapse? And, and, and its entirety because of all this review. Thank you. Um, and I thank the member for, for her point as well. It is about the concern uh, in regards to how we actually support an already overstretched uh, workforce in radiology. We have a number of vacancies, not just in the Northern Trust, but across Northern Ireland, and it does take time uh, to train the radio radiologists to the, the degree that we see that they need to work uh, within Northern Ireland and the Northern Trust. So that the, the Northern Trust is working with other trusts to identify any additional resource that may be available to support the radiologists in the Northern Trust while they conduct this piece of, of uh, or while they conduct this look back review. Mr. Boris Bradley. Thank you, Mr. Principal Deputy Speaker. Minister, this is a serious matter and you have suggested that letters will be sent out to all those patients affected. However, 
What about letters to those who are unaffected to give them some reassurance that they are not at risk? I, I thank the member for his point, and I understand where he, where he raises uh, that point from. But I think the Northern Trust has been clear for anybody who is or, or has been scanned or, or seen by a radiologist uh, in the Northern Trust over the same period of time. If they have not received a letter or been identified, they have no concern to be worried about because it was not piece of, a piece of work that was conducted by this radiologist. If they are concerned, the number is there. They can contact, but I would ask... Uh, members who, who haven't been seen or, or yet received a letter uh, to please be reassured that if they, if they needed to be contact, contacted by the Northern Trust, they already would have been. Ms Linda Dillon. Thank you, Principal Deputy Speaker. And I thank the Minister for coming to the House. And apologies, Minister, I'm not sure if it's my hearing or your mic, but I'm really struggling to, to hear you. But just in relation to you, you mentioned about psychological services for those who have received a letter. How exactly will people be able to access those psychological services? And is there the capacity within the health service? Because it's been my experience that there isn't capacity to deal with the services, those with mental health issues and needing psychological services currently. And now we have an additional potentially up to 9,000 people. And I don't for one minute suggest that all 9,000 would need psychological services. But even if it is 1,000, that is going to be a real pressure. Even if it is 100, that is going to be a real pressure. So I'm just wondering, do we have the capacity and how will people be offered this service? Uh, and again, I thank the member. That, that indication has already been put out in, in the media notices from, from the Northern Trust, but also the letters themselves, because it is something that we've seen um, over the past number of recalls uh, in regards to putting in that, that psychological support. And what I will say, that helpline uh, and a dedicated email address has been established for anyone who receives a letter on this particularly concerned. It's a free phone number. It's 0800 023 4377 and has been set up and can be called from 8am to 8pm Monday to Friday and 10am to 4pm Saturday and Sunday on public holidays. And there's also a dedicated email address which has been established within the Northern Trust, and that's radiologyreview at northerntrust.hscni.net. And any patient who has concerns about their treatment and would like information, they should contact the Northern Trust via the helpline um, or the website itself. Uh, it does put additional stresses and strains on our psychology services, but in regards to what we've seen in the past and engagement with the patient-client council in regards to, to other recalls, this is the right thing to do to provide support and reassurances for people who are concerned uh, about this recall and may be concerned about what is actually included or intimated in the letters themselves, so that additional support is there for them as well. Mr Roy Beggs. Thank you, uh, Principal Deputy Speaker. Uh, I, like other members, uh, recognise the importance of having urgent reviews for these 9,091 patients who have to have their diagnosis uh, reassessed. Um, but I've noticed in the Royal College of Radiologists' website last year, they're indicating that there was about 30% of vacancies of radiologists in each part of the United Kingdom. So my question to the Minister is, to what extent uh, is the over-reliance on having to use locums contributing to this difficulty? And is he in discussion with other health ministers so that there's a long-term plan to have a, a sustainable radiology workforce that will be able to meet the increasing demand for radiology and diagnosis? I thank the member and I think he highlights a, a problem not just in regards to, 
to this incident and, and this, this look back as well, but it's also uh, about the and, and that's something I've said here before in regards to the, the long term underinvestment in our staff, and that's why we do see uh, an unfortunate reliance on locums uh, and also the additional financial pressures that that places on our, our health service and our health trust as well in regards to that. But in, in regards to the recruitment of, of radiologists, we are looking for our allied health professionals to increase those number of training places so we actually can reduce uh, the number of locums. The transformation of health and social care in Northern Ireland, um, as the member will know, is a priority. And the department has undertaken significant work to try and alleviate the workforce pressures across the health and social care system and is examining all potential options and implications as to how to address the issues of rising locum expenditure. Mr. Colum Gildernew. And Minister, thank you. It is, it is concerning to see another large-scale recall and symptomatic of the pressure that workforce and, and the services are under. Um, however, given the central importance of radiology, radiology in terms of imaging and diagnostics, and given the situation that we already know exists with waiting lists, what is your assessment of the impact this will have on radiology services across other trusts? Um, and to thank the member for that, that vital point. Uh, I don't see it having a knock-on effect in regards to this. This will be additional work that, unfortunately, we'll, we will see our radiologists undertake, but it should not stop or, or hinder the advancement of the work that we need to do while we build back uh, that service that is currently in place. So the Northern Trust, as I said, are working and also working with other radiologists and across different trusts in regards as to how they can make sure this does not have any direct impact on the timeline of, of work that we need to see to actually rebuild our service, especially in diagnostics. Mrs Pam Cameron. Thank you, Mr Principal Deputy Speaker. And I welcome the opportunity to um, get this update from the Minister uh, this afternoon on uh, this very concerning news from the Northern Trust. Given the distress this recall will have, uh, have on affected patients, clear and speedy communication is of utmost importance. Can the Minister give assurances that patients, patients will be regularly and properly updated throughout the process of the review should concerns arise relating to their particular case? And again, I, I thank the member for that. And I want to assure um, members, their patient, all patients and families, that this investigation into these matters uh, will be comprehensive and that anyone whose cares need to be reviewed will be contacted uh, as quickly as possible. As I said, we have written, or the Northern Trust has written to over 9,000 uh, patients or parents and guardians. And um, again, patients, as I, I said in, in answer to an earlier uh, member, patients who receive the letter do not need to take any action. And the Northern Health Trust plan to run and review and recall stages of, of a process in tandem. And this means that every patient will be contacted again as soon as the Trust knows the outcome in relation to their images. And for those who may require further imaging or follow-up appointment, the Trust will make the necessary arrangements very quickly. But again, I will stress the helpline and dedicated email address has been established for anyone who receives a letter or is particularly concerned, and that number and email address is available. Ms Emma Sheeran. Thank you, Principal Deputy Speaker, and thanks to the Minister. Um, we've already had reference to this locum having worked or is currently working in the UK. Do we know if this locum had previously been employed in any cross-border work or in any of the other trusts in the North? Um, I don't have that detail, but uh, in regards to that, I can get back to the member. Uh, but the specific timeline of concern 
is why they were actually awarded in the Northern Trust between July 2019 and February 2020, and the review period will be between the 21st of June to the 29th of October 2021. No other member has indicated to me <clears throat> that they wish to ask any questions, so that concludes uh, questions to the Minister for Health. The final item on the agenda is the adjournment. The Assembly is now adjourned. <laughs>